Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Andrew Aguilar. How many of you guys are hungry for, not lunch, but uh, a move of God? <laughs> How many of you guys are hungry for a move of God? All right, I, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm hungry for a move of God. I want you to ask your neighbor, are you hungry for a move of God? Yeah. Um, how many of you guys brought your Bibles today? First Bible I saw up was Karen Vickers. I have a gift for you. Karen, uh, Psalm 16 says that he reveals the path of life to us. That's his word over you. The path of life is constantly being revealed through his word and in your life to where you will know his goodness all the days of your life. That's, that's what Jesus is saying. Yeah. You guys, the word is so important. I had an amazing conversation with my brother Nijo about the word, and him and I share the passion for the Bible, the, the written scripture. And Jesus said in John 5 that you search the scriptures, like you study the scriptures. He's talking to the Pharisees, thinking that you will receive salvation through the scripture, but the word points back to me. The word of God is so important because it reveals the goodness of God, of Jesus, through this written word. It's living. It's active. It is so important. You guys know that I say that every single time. How do you grow in your faith? The word, right? We grow by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want to talk about a couple different things today. Uh, I had so much inspiration by Pastor Greg's message last week uh, when he was talking about Philip and Andrew, and it hit home. (laughs) It hit home to my home, literally. My brother's name is Philip, and my name is Andrew. (laughs) And um, I, I know that I'm not alone. When I say that you have loved ones that are not walking with the Lord right now, right? So I want to speak about them today, and I have a declaration over those loved ones in your life because they're also in mine, and I also want to, um, I want your mission to be 100% clear today. So much so that if you leave the building, that it's not my fault that you're confused about what you are to do. (laughs) That's how plain I want to make it, because that's how plain Jesus made it. So my prayer is that our mission is revealed in clarity today. So let's pray real fast. You you down with that? It's all prayer, right? It's all prayer. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're active in this room. I thank you that you've anointed us to receive your word. I thank you that you anoint us with knowledge and wisdom. 
I want you to receive this word. You have the wisdom like Solomon. The Lord gave Solomon wisdom, and that's the wisdom that you carry. The same spirit that was on Solomon is the spirit that lives inside of you. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, guys, I was so excited to to speak, and I'm still excited, but I could not sleep last night. I was, I was like up at like 1.30 in the morning, like kind of laughing in bed, like I'm trying to lay down in bed, <laughs> and I'm like laughing, and it, Hannah's like, what, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking about tomorrow, like I'm so excited, you know, like so excited to speak, and so I couldn't sleep, too excited to sleep, remember that Disney commercial? I'm too excited to sleep, because we're going to Disney, it's like I feel the same way about speaking, uh, so I, I love it. I love being able to come and just share with you guys uh, what the Lord's showing me, and we just get to, to vibe off one another in the spirit, you know, because he's, he's active in you. So I know that the words that I'm going to bring are going to be relevant for you in your season because they're relevant. In my, we're the same, right? So we're all worshiping the same Jesus, and um, let's do this thing. So... Um, oh. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is in Matthew 28, where Jesus says, all, someone say all. all. How much? All. all means 100%. 100% of authority has been given to Jesus. Because he came and he died for you and I, he conquered death. He conquered all temptation, all sin, all sickness. The victory that he walked in, he has actually given to us. That's what it says in the scripture. And he gives us a mission. He says, go. Somebody say, go. Go. Look at your neighbor and say, go. Go. That's what Jesus says to us. Go, therefore, making disciples of all nations. Teaching them what? To obey the word, right? The word that Jesus has given us. Teaching uh, them to obey what Jesus left us. The example that he left us. The, the directions that he walked out himself to obey the things of Jesus the ways of Jesus, the words of Jesus, those are what we disciple with. Um, I had a funny thought the other day. Uh, You know how people take a lot of personality tests? Like, it's like a thing, right? Like, we do personality, and some are like, I'm melancholy, or I am phlegmatic, and an INTJ, or what's the new one, the Enneagram, right? Like, oh, I'm an eight, or whatever it is. You know, it's funny. But uh, I was kind of laughing with the Lord. And I don't know if I said it. It was probably me talking with Jesus or him. I don't know how it went. It It was us together. said, what if John the Baptist would have taken a personality test? I want you to think about that. John the Baptist, what excuse do we use to justify our behavior? 
We look for reason and labels for everything. I need to know why this hurricane hit America. I need to know why these fires are in California. Everything, we, all, we have to have a reason. We have to have a reason. It's our human nature. It's actually our sinful nature. How would it have affected John the Baptist if he knew he was melancholy? Look at his life. He's alone in the wilderness. This dude is as melancholy as it gets. He's like, I'm contemplating life. I'm by myself. But all of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord hits him. Now's the time. Rise up. Preach salvation. Jesus is, prepare the way of the Lord. And he grabs that thing in his melancholy self because he's by himself, has a beard. My beard's gone. It was, Jesus said, hey, now's the time to shave your beard. So, (laughs) so I did. That's actually a declaration of the house. My personal beard, like I've been trying to get healthy. Like I've been trying, and I'm declaring over this house, like the things that you use to block your insecurities, those things are going to fall to the ground. Those things that the, the eating habits that we have, this house is, gonna, is a healthy house in the name of Jesus. This, is a, this house in the Bay Area will be a, a, a zone that is cancer-free, a zone that people will come to be healed, in a zone where uh, infirmary is illegal, that they walk in the building and their bodies will be healed in the name of Jesus. Guys, we need miracles. We need miracles. We need Acts 2. What's the promise from the prophet Isaiah? What's his promise? His promise is in those days, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. How many flesh? How many? All. All. Are you all? Because I think I'm included in all. If you're African American, are you all? If you're white, are you all? If you're Chinese, are you all? So that means that it does not matter where you come from. All is all. So he died for all. So that means his promise is for all. We need a great awakening. We need you to rise up and take hold of the promise that he's given us. The promise is he will pour his spirit out. Yesterday, we had the privilege of um, going with Chad. You guys know Chad Dedman? (laughs) I love Chad. He's amazing. He's a surfer. He was here a couple weeks ago ministering. The the goat on the the surfboard, you remember that? The goat in the video? He didn't show up yesterday, but uh, we had a really good time. And we hit the boardwalk. And Hannah, myself, Taylor was with in our group, and then Elijah Carino was with us. And um, we were walking the boardwalk and just going, like, releasing the spirit. Lord, what do you want to do? God, we just ask for miracles, signs, and wonders. And uh, we came up to the churro stand because my Mexican blood was burning, and I needed a churro. And Hannah looks at me and says, the only way you're going to get a churro, because I've been trying to be good, she said, is if you give that if, if you pray for him, the, the worker behind the booth. And I said, okay, I'll do it. 
It's like an Andrew Scooby snack. Scooby snack? Like, I get all brave. <laughs> get all brave. I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. So, uh, so I got my snack. I ordered my snack. And then I said, Jesus, what are you saying? Uh, I think his name was, oh, man, Arthur. Edgar. Edgar. Edgar is a 16-year-old kid. I said, Edgar, what do you want to be when you grow up? I know you don't want to make churros forever. He said, I want to be an architect. I said, Edgar, I'm a youth pastor from Fremont. I'm your pastor. That's my mission. This is the assignment God has given me. Wherever you go, whatever, you, whatever we pastor because you're called the pastor. Remember, all authority means all people are included in who you minister to. So I said, Edgar, I'm your pastor. I'm from Fremont, and I want to pray for you, and I want to bless your life. Can I do that? And he said, yeah. <laughs> Brings the, the churros up. I said, just stay right here. I put my hand on his shoulder. I just play, pray a blessing on his life. What happened? The littlest moment, the littlest seed, the littlest act of love can awaken a fire. The littlest spark. Get a vision, guys. Get a vision. We want the nations. We're hungry. Yes, God, we want the nations. But do you know your next door neighbor's, next door neighbor's name? God, we want the nations. We ask for the nations. It says, because it's a promise, and it's good. I'm not mocking anybody. Make disciples of all nations. But when was the last time you loved on your neighbor? Right next door. I'm talking myself. <laughs> we had a new family move in right across the street from us. I haven't even said hi yet. That's me. My bad. Andrew needs to step up his game because it could just take one spark. Yeah. Edgar received it, and you see in his eyes hope. I saw hope in his eyes. And he goes, thank you so much. I said, Edgar, architecture's hard work, but you can do it. He said, all right. If we use excuses from tests that we take for the reason why we do not step out because of our reason, remember what Pastor Greg said on Sunday? It was a bomb of a little statement. <laughs> Miracles are right on the other side of an inconvenience. You know what the inconvenience is? Me. Not my bank account. It's me. Let's talk back to feeding the 5,000. 
It says in the Gospel of John that when Jesus approached Philip, he knew what he was going to say. Philip was the bean counter. He was in charge of all the administration. We got to do this. We got to do that. It's going to take this much. It's going to do that, right? You got to have those admins. Any admin gifts up in here? Thank you, Jesus. You guys are amazing. I need you because I don't have that gift as well as you do. I have a little bit, but I got some, but you got a lot. Um, So my wife is amazing too. She's got that good. She's got the whole package. So, um, So Jesus knew what Philip would say. And it's funny because like... Mama, Mama Wendy, my, my mama, she was texting Hannah and I, and she's like talking about Andrew, which Andrew went out, which Andrew's me, and finding, you know, can this be used? Can, I, I, this boy has this, Jesus. Can, can, this, can this work? Maybe? It's probably not going to work. Like, I do have those moments, absolutely, but let's be truthful. There's a, there's a Philip in every one of us. There's a Philip that goes, how the heck's that going to happen? This is impossible. Yeah. Reason, right? We all try to do it. Yeah. This, is my, this is my declaration over the Philip in each one of us today. Don't forget where he went. See, Jesus knew how he would react because he used every moment as a teaching opportunity, Right? even then and even now. And it's for us now to grab a hold of. Let's, let's look at it a little bit. So Philip, we're look, I was looking at John 5. Philip had his moment, and he still pursued Jesus. He still continued to say, I got a lot to learn. That's what being a disciple is. You don't know everything. That's why you need to be a disciple. That's why you need to be discipled. That's the point. Jesus was like, not like, you're an idiot. Get out of here. You failed. That's not his heart. His heart is to teach, to disciple. So that's a big leadership lesson for us, right? When we see other people's failure, we go, no, no, no. It's okay. It's a lesson, right? And that's good for us, ourselves, to remember when we fail, it's a lesson, right? There's grace. There's, there's a le- we're all learning. We're, so don't be so hard on yourself. Um, To the Philip in all of us, if you could see your future, your reason is the reason why I asked you. That's what I feel like Jesus would say. Because you are yet to discover what I'm going to do with your life. In Acts, there's an Ethiopian man, he's a eunuch. He goes to Jerusalem seeking wisdom and understanding of the scripture. He's looking at Isaiah, I think it's 42 or 50, I can't remember. The, uh, he was led to, like a lamb to the slaughter. Remember that, this part? The Ethiopian is looking for understanding. He goes to the temple and he's pushed out, he's rejected because he's a eunuch. He, he's not Jewish. He's looking. He's hungry. He has the scripture. This, he, was a, uh, he was like the, the treasure, I think, of, 
of the, uh, the queen of Ethiopia, maybe. I can't remember what it's called. But he had to be a eunuch because he was working directly with the queen. You guys picking up on putting down? You following me? Because of his social status of who he was, he was not allowed to have instruction and understanding and further teaching of the scripture. So here he is rolling down the road, feeling really disappointed on his way back to Ethiopia, going like, I came all this way and I still don't have an answer. And he's sitting on that chariot, right? Here comes Philip walking by. And the spirit says, stop. Number one, Philip is now living a life fully connected to the Holy Spirit. How many of you guys know that something's happened when you're following Jesus that you just, get, you just do it? There's no reason. You just, you're walking in obedience. ministers to him, gives him further understanding, leads him to, into salvation of Jesus. And the next moment, he's lifted up. One province to the next province. One moment he's in one province, the next moment he's another. Okay, where's your reason for that? I want you to look at whatever situation you're in right now that seems so unreasonable, that cannot, you cannot make sense of whatever's going on, of people in your life that are not walking with Jesus, even though they have the same upbringing as you. I want this to be a word of hope to you and to those people that you do not lose hope in what God will do with their life because those Phillips, though they're just in a moment, he's going to do something incredible with their life that is so unreasonable that it has to have this type of process. For you, where you're at, what he's going to do with your life, even though you're like, I can't even afford rent right now. I can't pay my mortgage. It's unreasonable. It is a platform for the Lord to do something unreasonable in your life like pick you up in one province and bring you to another. How many of you guys have faith for it? How many of you guys are hungry for what it says in Acts 2? In those days, my spirit would be poured out. Look, we need miracles, signs, and wonders. We need these wonders so that there will be no question. There will be no question of which God is better. Which religion should we follow? There will be no question of what it says in the word but only hunger for the truth. There will be only further hunger for the deeper things of the Spirit. (sighs) I want to pray. Let's pray. All right. Close your eyes for me. We're just going to pray. If you want the spirit to break out like it promises in Acts 2, I want you to say yes. Yes. If you want to see the miracles, signs, and wonders like is promised to every believer, I want you to say yes. yes. 
Father, we say yes. Whatever it looks like, God, we're unified in Jesus right now in this moment. God, I ask that miracles, signs, and wonders would be done through every believer. God, that seeds would be sown, that a harvest would be reaped, God, in our cities, Lord, in our neighborhoods, Father. We lift up the prodigals, the, one that, the ones that have walked away from you, but they know the truth, God. And where they are in their process of doubting, of hurt and pain, we call them home in the name of Jesus. Philip, come home. I want you to put the names of those people on your lips right now. This is a moment to call them home. Call them home. Call them home. Whoever it is, come on. You know, if you don't even know your neighbor, Call him home. Call him home. Call him out. It's, t- it's now. How hungry are you for Jesus? How hungry are you for, for God to move? Or is it, is it too inconvenient? God, let us be inconvenienced. Let us be challenged, Lord. Let us be challenged and have the opportunity to step out. Not be afraid of the gospel. Father, we're broken. We, we don't know everything, but we do know something. So God, help us at least give the, what we do have away. Because you said freely we have been given, freely we have received, so we will freely give. God, I ask that you stir up dreams. God, that we could see past our circumstance. God, that we could see past the present and not even worry about tomorrow. But we have so much hope in our heart that we, when we face opposition, Lord, that you are our supply. That we can walk in confidence because of your love. In Jesus' name. Your life. Your life has answers. You have experienced things in your life that other people need help with, need wisdom on. You can be used because you have been supplied. Even though it might look like different, We need different. We need different. We need real. Never at the sacrifice of pursuing holiness, never at the sacrifice of living righteous. But when we walk in truth, when we're actually able to sit back and accept the truth of who we are and who Jesus is and what he's called us to, we will have freedom. We will have fullness of joy. Pleasures 
forevermore. So let's see, I've been in Matthew 28. We hit John 5. We talked about Luke 8. This is Bible. I'm not just making up some formula for us to walk in and test out. This is Bible. You know, I love to fish. I love the outdoors. Might not look like it. I look like a not fisherman. <laughs> but I love to fish. I love, and uh, the Lord speaks to me in those places. You guys have those places? If you don't, you got to get one. You got to get one. Get you one. <laughs> you got to get you one. <laughs> Quiet time with Jesus is mandatory. No excuse. Take the time. We live in, a, in, a, in an area that worships being busy and having things to do. It's a principality. And the way you break it is you just operate in the opposite spirit. You don't need to rip it down. You just walk in the opposite spirit. Am I preaching laziness? Absolutely not. Work hard. Give 110% at work. But you need to preserve your life by spending time with Jesus. Because if you don't, you're going to burn out. So I'll go fishing once in a while. And I remember uh, we were working at, on something in staff, uh, talking about vision, and it's making me think about my life and my vision and uh, just what, what I do, what I'm called to. I love to speak. I feel like I'm called to preach uh, I feel like this is me walking out where the Lord has called me. And one thing, the Holy Spirit gave me a nice light neck. You know what a neck is? Like a, one of those? Um, you guys ever get a neck? Maybe you need a neck. <laughs> he gave me a neck and said, uh, well, conversation was like this, like, Lord, I want to be relevant. And he goes. <laughs> it, it hit me like that. And he was like, you know what's relevant? Me. <laughs> I was convicted. I was so convicted. I was like, <laughs> in a good way. Conviction is good. Conviction is good. It is not depressing. Conviction leads you to your destiny. Conviction leads you to being fully engaged with your life. Like, if you feel like you're doing everything right all the time, you might want to wake up because you might be sleeping. If you feel like everything's good all the time, I'm not saying that God's goodness 
isn't good all the time because he's good all the time. But he's called us to renew our minds. He's directed us to bind our minds to the mind of Christ, to take every thought captive. These are very specific directions that he's given us. And the reason why we are to love conviction is because he has called us to change. You cannot change unless you see something to change. So if you feel like something's off, you pray. But I was looking for the relevance. I want to be relevant, God. Like, I, I want to make an impact. Like, yeah, I called you to do that. You don't need a fancy message. You don't need a position. You do not need something that you don't have already. You have everything that you need to be relevant because it's Jesus. Jesus is the message. Jesus is the one who causes change. Jesus is the one who allows us to fall deep in love with who we, we are as, peop- as his children. So if you want to be relevant, if you want to have an impact, it's time to start letting Jesus be Jesus through your life. Like we, we were praying and singing this morning, put on Jesus. Put on Jesus. Bobby Connor said that prophetic word, right? What are you wearing? Jesus. I'm wearing Jesus. I'm just wearing almost all black. It's kind of gray, faded, whatever. Try to be blending. Steve Jobs. Hey, that's a good word. I like Steve Jobs. Didn't he wear turtlenecks? Didn't he wear turtlenecks? Or was it like a t-shirt? Okay. That's funny. I don't think I've ever worn a turtleneck. <laughs> oh, Jesus is good. Um, when we leave today, uh, I saw this picture, and the Lord's just been speaking to me about oil and anointing oil, and it's kind of something that uh, might seem a little like old school, but uh, it has nothing to do with the oil itself. So kind of giving a little direction as we're leaving the building today, there's going to be our our ushers will be at the doors and they're going to have some oil. And what I want you to do is I want you to anoint yourself. David anointed himself as he came into the temple, into the presence. When Jesus died on the cross, that veil was torn. That presence is everywhere. That presence is no longer just in the temple. The temple is around you, it's in you, it works through you, it's in your house, it's in your neighbor's house, it's in your car, it's in your school, it's in your job, it's at the job site, it's in the backyard, it's in the attic, it's in the garage, 
It's in the bathroom. Wherever you could think, it is. He is. He dwells. He moves. He's active. So as a prophetic act, when you leave today, I want you to dip your finger in that oil. What that oil represents is you putting on Jesus. What that oil represents is you choosing to walk in your anointing. What that oil represents is the activation of you moving in the spirit and believing that you are fully equipped to change the world, to disciple, to go, to speak to all. Can you put your hands out? I want you to look at them. Look at your hands. It's those hands that God will use to bring miracles, signs, and wonders. It's those hands that will cast out demons. It's those hands that will bring deliverance. It's those hands that God has chosen to use. It's those hands that are right in front of you that will flip the pages of your Bible. It's those hands that will run over the the words on the page so much that you begin to wear down the ink because with those hands, the tools that you use to dig and discover more about God. And it's with those hands that you will love your family well with. And it's with those hands that you will cook a meal to bless somebody with. And it's with those hands that you will not fight with, but you will bring peace with. And it's with those hands that will begin to look like Jesus's. All right, let's pray. Can you guys stand for me? You take the hand of your neighbor. It starts with one. It starts with one. One can reach the, the nations. Your one can reach the thousands. Your two can reach the tens of thousands but it takes your one. So Jesus, we choose today to walk in your directions. We choose today to make disciples of all nations. We choose today to accept the mission that you have called us to. Every believer, everyone who follows Jesus, that we will disciple, that we will love, and that all will come to know you, Jesus. That all will come to know you. I want you to say this. Heavenly Father, Father, use me. Use me me at work. Use me at home. home. I I choose to love. I choose to not be offended offended. 
I choose to not be labeled. I choose to follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, be blessed. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.